some cell. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. I'm Jason. Hey, Jason's back. Hello. Remember when Jason was on the couch a while ago? I don't. Well, that's you what we're here. <laughs> yeah, we subbed you out, motherfucker. So today we're going to be talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day Cybernetic Dawn. It's one of a two-part series, two series that are one technically, because Terminator Dawn of Fate or Dark... Dark Fate? Dark, yeah. Dark, 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 dark Fate. It's Dark Fate. It's Dark Fate. Terminator Dark Fate's coming out, which is the true Terminator 3. This is after the third Terminator 3? Because <laughs> there's Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Yeah. yeah. Terminator Salvation. Uh, the Terminator, Terminator Salvation, Terminator which is four. really Terminator 4. That was 3-2. And then there yeah. was Terminator... Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. Yeah, we're all big fans of Terminator on this couch, I think. Yeah. We all dig the first two. Yeah, no one's yes. gonna... Yeah, yeah. yeah nobody's gonna like, I like Rise of the Machines. I actually don't like Terminator. Yeah, get out. The idea of a, a metallic skeleton just wakes me out. I yeah. can't. <laughs> I can't watch it. I don't. I, I have body dysmorphia issues, and I don't <laughs> like it. Growing up, it was Terminator, and then Terminator Two. I'm like, oh my god, and made a lot of allotments for leaps in logic mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of time travel to yeah. make it work. Yeah. I'm fine with it. Okay, so here's where we are on the ground floor. Let's get the let's get the time travel feelings out of the way right now because I know you have very strong opinions I'm sure you do too uh Terminator the conceit 84 uh they they, 2029 the the Terminator send a lone warrior Kyle Reese back in time to save the mother of the human resistance before he is born and in fact turns out to be the father of the human resistance right yeah and that's like a paradox Technically, yes. yes. And in fact, it's a self-fulfilling paradox because not only does Kyle Reese end up being the father, but at the end of Terminator, uh, spoilers for a 35-year-old movie, uh, the uh, factory in which the climax takes place is also the proto-Cyberdyne facility. And in fact, that's how Cyberdyne makes such technological leaps and becomes the company that would eventually invent the missile defense system known as Skynet that will become self-aware and destroy humanity. That's where they get it. They get the, 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 the broken CPU, they get the Terminator husk, the arm, everything from that conflict. Yeah. So it's all supposed to have happened. Yeah. And in fact, causes Judgment Day. Then Terminator 2 happens, and so the conceit is that the Terminators actually sent a Terminator T-800 model back in time to 84, and also... <laughs> A prototype T-1000, just in case that one didn't work out. Right. To, to a totally different time. To a totally different time to kill John Connor, just in case John Connor wound up getting born anyway. That being said, I'm okay with that idea because computer systems like redundancies. And I like the idea of them sending, like, a, a, an experimental prototype back in time just to kind of cover their ass. Well, the very easy thing is that, like, computers can think so quickly, it would know right away, like, did it work? No. All right, send it to everyone. <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, well, if we're doing it at all, it didn't work, so I guess we should send another one. Because, of course, the, the, the urgency, of course, is also that the defense grid was smashed and the human resistance wins. Yeah, they're so breaking they're, into the building. It's not the It's a last-ditch effort. It's a last-ditch yeah. effort. Time they travels. send it back in time. The fact, once they send it back in time, if it's like, oh, it's still a shitty future, send something else. Something else they're still outside the door. They're, in, they're yeah. breaking down the door right now. Yeah. So the, 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 Then why'd they only send two? Why'd they send like a whole army back? Great question. Yeah, why didn't they send all of themselves back? And yeah. in fact, it's a thing they never really covered in any of the movies. And it's something they never really covered much in the comics. The comics are another whole can of worms because <laughs> the comics are destined to sell comics. We gotta sell more comics. Well, we get Robo Dogs. They did two different Robocop versus Terminator books. 
Wow. So that's how much they'll milk the franchises into uh, depletion. Yeah. I wouldn't even think there was a market for one of those. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Not uh, only did it's we a do... robot man and a robot robot fighting each other. Yeah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> no, it's a robot man and a man robot. A yeah, man-shaped that's... robot, yeah. Yeah. Trust, let me tell you something, man. You gotta go back, watch our Terminator versus Robocop episode. It's written by Frank Miller and drawn by Walt Simonson. It's amazing. The next one sucks. They're both stupid, <laughs> but the, the, here's the thing. The first one, Frank Miller clearly knows nothing about the Terminator <laughs> franchise. Nope. Like, John Connor's not in it. There's, it's just in the, uh, the idea is that, like, Skynet gets the idea for Terminators from Robocop. Because, of course, Frank Miller also helped create Robocop in the movies and everything. And he also has a big role to play in the comic Robocop series. Anyway, he, he's clearly like, this is a Robocop book with killer cyborgs. I'm in. Uh, the next one is like, I like Terminator, and I want to tell this story with Robocop in it. And I want to leave my mark by having it end in a way that doesn't allow for sequels. Mm -hmm. And it is so horrifyingly unsatisfying, I, I don't talk about it very much. <laughs> But there are two of them. There's also a video game. You can play the Genesis Robocop versus Terminator video game. Oh my god. I, I gave Ben my Genesis like 10 years ago. Oh man. Mm. Well then you can play it. I'm pretty sure it's here. There's one right here. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, Ethan has it. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Okay. The comics, let's just say the comics have tried every angle. For my money, the true sequel to Terminator 2 or the true Terminator 3 is this. Cybernetic Dawn. Cybernetic Dawn. This, what is this from? stupid comic <laughs> from like, I don't know, 1996? Yup. There you go, good guess. Uh, well, it's right. a good time after the movie. Right. Like five years later? Some, yeah, it's like five that. years later. It's a good time to do a sequel. Gremlins did it, Ghostbusters did it. <laughs> and Terminator did it. And Terminator. Uh, Cybernetic Dawn was published by Malibu Comics, which of course would be uh, absorbed by Marvel Comics. And this ha fancy trade is published by Box Tree. Which Who? you've you know, never I've, heard of. I've never heard of that. Yeah. No, and you never will again. But Box Tree is here to, to help fill in the gaps. Because let me tell you something. As a kid, I had the first issue and nothing else. But it was still, for me, the most satisfying Terminator sequel. And I didn't even know how the damn thing ended. That's pretty impressive. Agreed. Uh, well, I don't understand, though, because they ended... The Terminator threat. 2. Well, with Terminator 2, like they, it's over. Well, they ended it with the Black Highway at Night. There, yeah. See, there's two versions of Terminator 2, depending on which edition you have, or right. which, which version on which CD, Laserdisc, Blu-ray player you have. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's one where it ends, and it's uncertain. They don't know what the future's going to be. Right. And then there's the other right. one where it's Sarah Connor in old age makeup, and it's 2029, and John Connor is a senator, despite having a hand in blowing up an entire factory. <laughs> and... <laughs> and, and Judgment Day never happened. Well, they get swept right. under the rug. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Yeah. But Even in the Black Road one, though, like, you, you, you feel the, like they stopped Judgment you know, Day. That was the whole point of the movie. You know what they didn't the do in the original plot? Kill Miles Dyson and blow up an entire building. So, yeah. Uh, so this picks up with the original movie ending. Like, mm -hmm. the real movie ending. Uh, and it takes place immediately after that. Like, T2 okay. ends with the Black Highway, and then this... Continues right there. So it's written by Dan Abnett with art by Rod Wiggum. There were two series when they made this. And I remember when they came, they were like, "We're doing a Terminator 2." It's called Terminator 2: Judgment Day: Cybernetic Dawn. They could have called it Terminator 3 or Terminator: Cybernetic Dawn. They had to be like, "No, it's T2." They're not allowed to call two. it T3 because there hasn't yeah. been a movie. Well, and the and the capitalized. Well, also, if you remember the Universal Studios Terminator stunt show, that's also called Terminator 2: Judgment Day, <laughs> and it is also a sequel to the Terminator franchise. And in fact, it's probably the most 
in canon sequel because that was directed by James Cameron and cost like $60 million to The stunt to show? Yeah. Holy Oh my crap. God. I do not remember that. Oh my God. The stunt show was a work of art. It also what? breaks every rule because like <laughs> they they send John and the original Terminator that they melt in the steel. Yeah, now nah, he's back and he remembers everything too. Uh, <laughs> they go forward in time to fight the future war. So it's young John Connor and our Arnold Terminator. And like they ride motorcycles and they shoot new Terminators. And there's a T-1 million, which is just a CG blob monster. <laughs> you know why James Cameron did it? It was in 3D. Oh, and you know how that guy's got a raging heart on for 3D. <laughs> this takes place in the present day, and the mm -hmm. other one takes place at the end of the war. Right, and they okay. both are in canon, kind of. They play with canon. Because clearly what happened was Abnett, who is no stranger to science fiction and also wrote, like, your favorite Guardians of the Galaxy version of comics, and also I think he wrote the good Alien game that came out, uh, Alien Isolation. So... Dude knows what he's doing, and you know, right. I consider Terminator, Alien, Predator ubiquitous. Like you just, they're all this, they're on the same level of awesome, and also horribly disappointing returns. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's two but very interesting crossovers. Occasional uh, interesting crossovers. <laughs> interesting is a word. Uh, I will say this: there is an AVPT, and it might be the worst thing of all of them. <laughs> and one day we might do it. I think I said it before. I threw it away. <laughs> I was so angry with it. You know what version That's of Aliens? Because like, okay, you, if you're doing a comic in this yeah. universe, you could do anything. So you could set it anywhere. Yeah. I've got an Alien book in my head, uh -huh. and it's set after Aliens. Right. It says three didn't happen. You could do anything. You could do all that, and they have in fact done that. This one was like, this story takes place after Alien Resurrection, oh. and stars the Winona Ryder robot, and you're like. Okay, uh, you failed at moment one. Panel one, you have failed. <laughs> and then it gets worse. Right. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about AVPT. Cybernetic Dawn, two seconds. The, Sarah Connor, the unknown future, rolls towards us like a black highway at night. Then the book keeps going. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it just keeps going. The idea is that uh, where are John and Sarah are going to go, they meet up with the Salcedas, the family that they uh, got armed from in the middle of the last movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's cool. Abnett clearly had access to the script, because I have access to the script, <laughs> and there's a lot of deleted scenes that they never even shot that were really awesome, including uh, the T-1000 killing the dad. The guy who's like, Uncle Bob, huh? Okay. Like, yeah. T-1000 finds them and kills the dad oh, wow. and interrogates the child that Arnold picks up mm -hmm. and asks which direction Sarah and John and everybody went. So in the continuity of the original script of T2 and in this comic book, the T-1000 killed him. Wow. And so when John and Sarah go to their camp to ask for help, the eldest son is like, get the hell out of here. And Aww. is like, you killed my dad. And after a couple of words, they basically, they, they tell them what happens and then Sarah takes a nap and when she does, she's still plagued by the horror dreams of the unknown future. Which are in the cutout scenes like her and Kyle. Yeah. In Terminator 2. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Yeah, Kyle yeah. comes for her and he hugs her from behind and he's like, you know, you saved the future. And then his arms become Terminator arms. Uh. And then he, she turns around and the Terminator's head becomes Dyson's head and he's like, why did you kill me? 
You uh. didn't change anything, and I still had to die. And if you remember T2, like, she's, she is really, really guilty. She feels really horrible about Dyson dying. Mm -hmm. Well, she feels really bad just in general about, like, what she was going to do. Yeah, yes. About the fact she was going to kill yeah. him. Yeah, well, it, because... The but whole... she also gives him the most shit in that movie. <laughs> she kind of goes off the rails. <laughs> you, all you know how to do is kill and make death. You don't know how to create something like taking a penis and make a baby and have it grow inside you. She has a really intense sequence, which John is like, how about we stop for a second and... Move on to another scene. <laughs> You're giving me a really bad image. <laughs> yeah, please stop. She never says the thing about the penis, but nah. it's inferred. <laughs> so they regale them with the story about the death of uh, of, of their dad and and how you know we're gonna you know get the fuck out of here. Get out of here. We're gonna help out, out of respect for our dad and what he believed oh, in for you. Okay. We're gonna like let you kind of like gas up and go and get out and yeah. get out. Uh, meanwhile, at the steel mill, the cop who interrogated Sarah at Pescadero Mental Institution. Uh -huh. The guy who's like, he killed 35 police officers that night. Been with families. Like, you don't that remember? Guy? Yeah, yeah, the guy who's like interrogating about the Terminator that they saw again. Him and his partner are investigating the Sarah Connor case and they go to the steel mill because that's the last known location of Sarah Connor. Okay. Uh, when they get there, the feds are there. And the feds are, uh, the characters that we need to focus on are Weatherby, the guy who was in the movie, his unseen partner, Mossberg, who is a character in the story, uh, and the two feds slash corporate stooges who are protecting the crime scene at the steel mill. Spazky, <laughs> who is a like, yeah, I know, <laughs> who, who, has, who is just a, a corporate dick. You know, he is, he's big, he's imposing, he's a jerk, he has no patience, he's not a thinker, he's a doer. That's what Sarah says about him later. Uh -huh. And another executive from another company who is more, th she's the thinker. Karen? Karen, with okay. a Y. So Mossberg <laughs> runs interference with Karen and Spassky so that, whatever his name is, Weatherby, Weatherby can sneak in and see what's going on. Because okay. he just wants to close the case on this. I don't understand, he's a police officer, can't he just go in? Can no, because be the like, feds. Oh. <laughs> The FBI or see, jurisdiction. See, here's the thing. Who who is the Agnet feds? doesn't really explain it too intimately. Ah. It's like they call them the feds, but they're also acting on behalf of a company. Right, which is not the feds. Which ain't the feds. It could be a company that's owned by the government, but that doesn't really make any sense. It's not a thing. Because it's not a thing. <laughs> but maybe huh. the company, like secretly, maybe the government maybe secretly owns it. Contracted by the government. That could be, and or they it's have a possibility like, they just have like fingers in it. Yeah. Well, it could be that like maybe. The government contracted this company because the idea is the idea is there's a rival company to Cyberdyne or like a subsidiary of Cyberdyne that is also doing Terminator research and is like uh. stealing secrets and that's how Skynet keeps getting built. Uh. Because they only knew on the books about Cyberdyne, but the government knew about the Terminators and has a company that is working through or against or underneath Cyberdyne so that when the Terminator has his files about Cyberdyne building Skynet, they don't know about the secret government company that also secretly helped fund and build Skynet. Oh my god. Ugh, alright. So the idea is basically, like, if you want to keep it simple, Cyberdyne had redundancies and there's this other, like, shell company that Cyberdyne right. had. Right. Well, it's like Terminator I mean, 3. Yeah. It's also... Right. Uh, judgment it, Day is inevitable. Thank you. In Terminator 3, the line is, Judgment Day is inevitable. The fucking conceit of T2 is, there is no fate. But what we make, no fate. Three is never mind. Never mind fate. Eat me. That sucks. Like that. That I remember when he said that, I was like, get fucked, because you have just completely eroded the thematic importance of two. 
And that also ruins the movie that's going to be coming out because it's called Dark Fate. Well, well, no, uh, well it's dark, throw it away, okay. Terminator Dark 3. Fate says none of the Terminator sequels happen except for two. Right. Because James Cameron got the rights back and he was like, I'm, I'm not going to produce, I'm not going to direct it, obviously. I'm too busy living on Pandora with my 3D cat people. <laughs> but that's the crazy thing is like, you, we just said no fate, and you're calling this movie the supposed to be sequel. <laughs> Dark fate. Well, Dark yeah, fate. Yeah, he's undoing his own fate, yeah, but he's well, like, look, we'll see what he does. Look, we're mean. doing a Terminator sequel. There's going to be killer robots, which means there is fate because uh, you didn't stop the fucking robots. Yeah, but it is a dark fate. Whatever that means. It just means that it's, it's going to be different. Look, there's going to be killer robots, but it's not going to be like nuclear annihilation. Maybe like maybe no. Weatherby sneaks in to the facility. Right, and he finds the arm in the gear that the T-800 left behind that they didn't remember. Right. And when I was reading this as a kid, I didn't either, and then was like, oh, they forgot about the arm. Oh, yeah. They had to kill our Terminator, the old CPU, and the old arm, but they left the arm that Arnold left in the gear. Mm-hmm. So it can still happen. Mm-hmm. You left a loophole in the movie, James Cameron. You're a genius. Or you were lazy and you forgot about it. Either way, Abnett didn't forget, and he used it to make it part of the whole narrative. I was like, I'm a huge fan! Yeah, so Weatherby sees it, he's like, holy shit, Sarah was right the whole fucking time. Huh. And then Spassky shows up, and he's like, you thought your stupid partner was actually gonna trick us? Like, we sent people to get you right now. Get out and forget everything you saw. We can't just kill an LAPD officer, Mm -hmm. but we can scare you. So they do, and he leaves. He gets into Mossberg's car, and he's like, just drive, just drive! So Sarah and John are kind of like getting their bearings and they have a plan to go to the mountains. That's like where they were always going to go so, when it was over. So wait, did he take the arm? No. Or he left it there. He just saw it. There was like, it was behind tape. Uh, you can't uh, it's in gears. Yeah, it's, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it's funny. You can actually hear people talking about like, I think we have to remove the gear in order to get the arm out and stuff mm. like that. So, But uh, yeah, he just sees it. Okay. Um, but Sarah and John are talking about going to the mountains to like retreat, to hide. And John's like, yeah, but like, if it's over, if we won, we don't have to go to the mountains. We don't have to do this. And well, you did still blow up a building. Yeah, so you do need to hide, yeah, like yeah. forever. Uh, but Sarah's yeah, plagued- Yeah, but only from the government, right? How bad could they be? <laughs> but, but Sarah's plagued by the guilt of letting Dyson die. Mm. And she's like, by now, the Dysons must know their father's not coming home. Right. And I feel responsible. And so John's like, you think we should go back and like talk to the Dyson widow about what happened and you know, everything. I think we should too. And Sarah has a running monologue where she's like, you know, mm. I expected my son to agree with me to go to the mountains, but he always surprises me. It shows what a great leader he's gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, cool. Like everyone else forgets about John being smart and have how he has to lead humanity. Right. I th- at what point in this book does John like write his name down on a raffle to win a bike? Yeah, and then allow Terminators to triangulate his position, and then Superman has to save him uh, in Superman vs. Terminator. Oh, of which course. is another book we did on this couch, which you unfortunately missed out. On. I need I need to go back and watch that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you would dig it the most. John is a toolbox. He is the worst. Box. Yep. Like in T three. Yeah, that's the same character. Right. Well, I love it because in T three he's such a loser yeah. that they undo his importance and then go like no. Catherine Brewster is really the savior of humanity because yeah. you're such a lame ass. <laughs> so Karen gives a, a presentation to the board of directors of this other company, Network Developments. <laughs> okay. Network, you say? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And how they're talking about like 
how this is a this is a setback. Like we lost Dyson, we lost his notes, we lost the the the, the, the things. But we're extracting the arm. We have a lot of old research we can still work on. Like it's a minor setback at most. And the board of directors is like, it feels like it's a calamity. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no. Like listen, all we do know is Sarah Connor is right about the Terminators, maybe we can interrogate her what? and get more information about these Terminators. Because, you know, we still want to make this missile defense system that is going to destroy We still want to destroy the world. <laughs> Good so plan. Their yeah. plan is to... They're aware that Sarah Connor is right. Yeah, well, she was interrogated about by Superman. About being Superman. robots, yeah. not necessarily about the nuclear apocalypse. Who knows? Oh, please! <laughs> These death machines! They, they, they kill maybe they're friendly police. death machines. Yeah. I mean, who knows? They killed an entire building of police officers 25 years ago with nothing but, like, Uzis and shotguns. Yeah, but but we'll control these ones. You know, that is so believable. Yeah. Because th now it's becoming an alien movie where it's like the company is like, we can control Xenomorphs, come yeah. on. Well, they don't have to even have to control them. We'll just use them as biological weapons. We'll take them apart. We'll figure out what makes them tick. Yeah. We'll make advancements off of them. Yeah. yeah. We'll take the Terminator robots and we'll just drop them in enemy countries and let them... Yeah, but what, you know, what happens when they're done? Oh, that would turn them off. Yeah, then I'll use the, the kill switch that I built into them that I couldn't possibly override. Yeah. <laughs> now, that being said, in Terminator 2, in the extended edition or deleted scenes, you would know that Terminators are sent out on read-only. Mm. So they don't think. Yep. And they can't process information and then become sentient. That even Skynet wants know, to control doesn't them. Trust doesn't trust like sentience. Huh. Almost like it learned that if you do that, it'll blow you up. Right. Like, well, it learned. It's like, oh no, you. you were going to learn. Uh -huh. yeah. I'm the only sentient yeah. thing. Because they have a conversation, yeah. John, Sarah, and the T-800 about how he's a dork and how he can't learn. And he's like, yeah, my, my CPU is set to, to read only. So they do this amazing sequence where they cut open his head, they pop open the thing, they take out the CPU. That's right, yeah. And they reset the switch. But That's Sarah's crazy. like, let's, let's kill it. Let's break this thing. And, yeah, uh, she's and, about and, to smash it with a yeah. sledgehammer. And John yeah. covers it with his own hands. Like, you will destroy the future if you don't, if you, if you don't let me keep yeah. this robot. Yeah. And then they reset it. It's great. By the way, that sequence, this is just me being... <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this, that sequence, you know how it's like, how did they do it? Because they do it in front of a mirror. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do they do that? Where it's like, it's Arnold and like... They've they, reached they, it into his friggin' yeah, head. They reach, yeah, it, it, there's a puppet. There's, there is no mirror. It's, it's a window. Oh. And Arnold's in one end, the puppet's on the other. They have a stunt double for John and Linda Hamilton's twin sister on the other side. Oh my kidding. Parroting the movements. Wow. That's filmmaking. That's cool. Yeah. Holy That's crap. Cool. I can't believe they went to all that work and then didn't And they cut it out of the movie. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. By the way, like they used Linda Hamilton's twin sister again at the end when the T one thousand copies her. Yeah, that's just mm. that's just the two of them. In mm. fact, almost everyone that the T one thousand copies is a twin. Huh. The sure. security guard that the T one thousand like eye yeah. fingers, yep. uh, that guy and his twin brother are also Martin and Lewis, the twin geneticists in Gremlins Two. Yep. Huh. Which huh. really pulled me out of the movie. I remember seeing that being like, Hey. <laughs> you died. <That's> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember I just saw Gremlins Two again the other day. Oh yeah. I knew I recognized that guy from somewhere. Right? Isn't that great? G two, baby. That's really cool. Right? Anyway. It was weird. Was when that? I was on vacation, I watched both Terminator 2 and, and Gremlins, Gremlins 2. 2. Wow. And I didn't realize they were joined by that guy. Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> Those guys. Yeah. Huh. I think it's implied in Gremlins 2 they're clone that one's a clone. Well, Cause, I guess. Because uh, Dr. Like Catheter says, uh, how close the cloning experiment? Right. And they're like, very good, doctor. And you're like... <laughs> so every scene is a joke? Yeah. 
And yes, That's the answer Gremlins is yes. Too, yes. Yeah. Well, the entire movie's a joke. Yeah, right? it's great. <laughs> Have you ever seen Gremlins 2? I've never seen Gremlins Holy 2. Holy shit. You would dig it the most. <laughs> <laughs> you would love great. it. Legitimately. Yeah. yeah. All right. Christopher Lee plays a crazy... Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's great. No, we'll talk later. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, there will be no talk. We're just going to watch it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, John and Sarah go back to Los Angeles. And Weatherby and Mossberg are talking. And Mossberg's like, you're not serious about killer death robots and stuff. And Weatherby's like, yeah. I, I saw am. the arm. Well, and I must have had a vested interest in the police assault that happened in 84. Because oh. I'm still following it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Then, uh, there's this truck driver. He's driving on a lone country road. And a time portal opens up. Oh, boy. And you're like, oh, clearly it's, it's another thing. Yeah. Yep. And... But at least, like, something's moving into it. It's not a, you know, it's a moving object, not stationary. That's true. Yeah, it happens in the middle of a, of a highway. Yeah, it's a little uh, different. And two T-800s and a female T-1000 come out. What? The Terminators uh, are like, oh, screw it, send three! <laughs> and also, oh, you know how we only had one experimental prototype T-1000? No, we had two, and one's a girl, and send that one too. <laughs> There's neither male God nor female it. when you have a T-1000. It's just liquid metal. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know. They gotta look like people. That's the whole point. Yeah. So you can make some of them look like a girl. This is where... It I looks was, like a girl when it this, morphs. This is where I stopped trying to collect the series, which is the first issue. I was uh. like, oh, come on. Three? <laughs> I, I liked the Because I'm like, they didn't... They wanted the end. The yeah. idea is we're not sure if they win. I thought the tension in the present was going to be that, like, they're dealing with people. Right, no, it's a Terminator. No, There's got to be some friggin' Terminators so, so, that, that, in it. That took, what, 10 pages to yeah. three to be done? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, three Terminators. God, God damn it. Damn it. How are they going to fight three Terminators? Right? They could barely fight one T-1000. I know. And they needed a Terminator to fight the T-1000. Yeah. <laughs> well, are they going to get one? No. Oh. What? No, it's just John and Sarah have to fight three Terminators. That... Doesn't sound possible. That's no, it doesn't. But it does the history impossible. we've seen. In the previous yeah. Well, let's find out what happens. Yes. Right, let's go. Let's go forward. Let's yes. go forward. <laughs> so, Mossberg and Weatherby are. Oh my God! Talking to Doctor Silberman, <laughs> and Yay. they're like, and they're asking him, like, so what's going on? Like, and he's like, well, you know, she's been dealing with this for many years. Like, basically, he's like, she's crazy. You know, and they're but like, you saw one. yeah, and they're like, yeah, but there's actually killer robots though. And he's like, well, naturally, I'll have to reevaluate my my original prognosis. <laughs> And, and they're like, I still so, have to be right somehow. Well, yeah. And they're like, so so you're saying that Sarah might not, you know, actually be crazy. He's like, well, you know, you never know. And they pull back, and Silverman himself is in a straitjacket and a patient at his own hospital. That, wow. Like, that they locked up Silverman for what he saw. Right. Because then he started saying, like, but they're real, they're, they're real. And, and they're, like, like, liquid and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah and John track down Miles' widow, who, of course, was picked up by Network Solutions and the feds. Oh, jeez. And they're interrogating her to see what she knows about Dyson's notes. Because when they got there, they they canvassed the entire place. And of right. course, if you recall, like they have like barrels of fire they threw his like hard drives and notes yeah. into. So mm. they wrecked everything and they're like, okay, we can't just steal from you. We need to interrogate you and intimidate your children. Yeah. What's she gonna know? We don't they don't know, but it, maybe he talked about stuff. Yeah, they're to clearly you. Desperate. Yeah, they'll anything. They blew up the whole if building. If she knows anything, I'm we're amazed get. that Cyberdyne, like the CEO, is not like the one that's in charge of this. Being like, right. we have to recover our company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's done. I think Network <laughs> Solutions is now Cyberdyne. Right. Or at least it's the, the the placeholder for that. 
Please tell me that at some point when the Terminators come back, they're no longer Cyberdyne series right. model. They're yeah. like network series <laughs> models. <laughs> yeah. Or like they change the future, right, yeah. but only, only like with the it, name only of the thing. really dumb ways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In cosmetic ways, you could easily fudge or not pay attention to. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing if network is like, so we're the only company that's left. Yeah. And they're still Cyberdyne models. Listen, if I were network, I would change my name to Cyberdyne. Yeah. Because that's actually a practice that a lot of weird companies do. You know, you, you know Showbiz Pizza? No. no. It was a competitor of <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, and they had the okay. Showbiz Pizza Bear. And Showbiz Pizza was a direct competitor with Chuck E. Cheese back in the day. Okay. And Chuck E. Cheese went out of business. Showbiz Pizza crushed Chuck E. Cheese. What? And then Showbiz Pizza changed their name sure. to Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese, Cheese and replaced all their animatronic robots which were bears, to rats. <laughs> so like, it's not uncommon for a company that succeeded right. to adopt the more recognizable brand right. of the failing company. Yeah, like you couldn't like, run if, your if, operation, if, but if your you name to... is awesome. <laughs> but your rat is essential to selling pizza to children. Showbiz pizza sucks. I mean, to be fair, the showbiz pizza bear is a horrifying mascot. <laughs> If you've never seen him, Not we're taking once. a break to look at the showbiz <laughs> no. pizza bear. Oh, that's yeah. worse than I imagined. That's... Holy crap. <laughs> wow. I never heard of, of showbiz pizza, but Chuck E. Cheese was like a You, a you know everything, right? yeah. yeah. We mm -hmm. all know it. So, right. Interestingly well, so, enough, uh, you know, the Atari name has gone through a similar yes. twisted mm -hmm. fate, right? Where the current Atari is has nothing to do with... Yeah. Barely a shadow. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it's interesting. Atari and uh, Showbiz, uh, Chuck E. Cheese are oh. both uh, Nolan Bushnell companies. So really? Oh yes. Made by the same guy. Huh? Huh? Yeah. At, at the at inception. Yeah. Not yeah. now. They're, they're both his brainchild. No shit. Yeah. Totally. So this guy just makes that... bad companies with good names, who then uh, go out of business. I would argue that Atari was not a bad company. That, argue, that, that oh Atari boy. was better than so Atari I, would, I would argue that Atari pretty much single-handedly founded the entire video game uh, industry in the 70s. It was like the first like billion dollar company in the world. Okay, so, so Atari was a big name and they were looking to expand more in the 70s and that's when Warner Communications bought them in like one of the biggest like acquisitions. It, it, made, it made history at the time as being one of the largest monetary acquisitions. Anyway, so then it was Warner, Atari, and then the video game crash happened. And Warner divested of the Atari portion of the company and sold it to Commodore Computers. Okay. Right? And then that went through a thing, but it's it's very confused because then Atari split. There was like the home computer division. There was the coin-op division. Mm. The coin-op division sort of persisted for a long time, maybe into the 90s. I'm a little fuzzy on well, that. And that, could that be its connection to Chuck E. Cheese where it's like, we're gonna no. take. We're gonna take no, our. No, 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 we're gonna no. Take Chuck our e. Cheese was a completely separate. Well, no, because I was gonna say the same guy who invented Atari and Chuck E. Cheese is like, we gotta get our stand-up computer machines yeah. into the hands of more no. children. We'll sell it by getting a rat who has gross pizza to market it, and when they're eating our disgusting pizza, they'll play our stupid video games. I don't think. I don't think. No, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't know. That's good. Well, that'd be cool. Pretty diabolical to me. Uh, anyway, so then there was there was more uh, as as. Uh, at some point, fucking Hasbro owned Atari. What? Really? Yeah. I and then that. Hasbro himself has actually been, has uh, similar Infogrames, a uh, game company out of Europe, now owns it. And they rebranded as Atari in the early or mid-2000s. Mm -hmm. And I think they still own some of the trade. It's very confused. Anyway, mm. the point is, is that there's 
currently a company called Atari, which is nothing. bullshit and <laughs> has nothing at all to do with this rich the original video yeah. game history. Fun crossover: the CPU of the uh, of the yeah. well, It was a sixty five oh two, which was used in uh, Atari computers. Was it really? <laughs> So Karen is checking out the steel mill and she's taking like notes. She likes to, she, she has this thing that characters do when you only have one person and it's like, I need a character in a movie or a comic book to tell me what's going on. In a comic book you can usually do is like thought bubbles, but in a movie... Uh, they have to talk to themselves. They have to talk to themselves. Uh, usually, actually, there's a, it's, a, it's an actual thing in movies uh, where the character that is in a scene is just supposed to be there to have the other characters say exposition, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they say that you could replace them with a tape recorder. <laughs> and so usually that's why certain characters like have a compulsion to record things into a tape recorder in movies. Mm. It's because it was an easier way than just creating a whole new character and having them exist solely so the character can talk, talk out loud because the writer sucks and can't come up with a better way to do that. <laughs> because then you have to have dialogue instead of just monologue. Right, so Karen has one of those and she tape records uh -huh. her findings at the steel mill, whereupon she walks over the grate uh, that was not a grate at all, but was in fact a T-1000 that becomes Karen and then murders her. And Whoa. then occupies Karen's position at Network Solutions. The reason why there are three Terminators, notwithstanding the time travel thing, which we should get into at some point, because I'd like to discuss how completely fucked that is, <laughs> is that we have the two T-800s. Their job is to kill Sarah and John Connor. Really more John, but also Sarah, because she, you know she's going to be a problem. We sent back is, one Terminator. We sent one Terminator to kill one. We sent one, two, we, we sent, we sent another, a T-1000 to kill one. Yeah, which is essentially like a better Terminator. Yeah. To, yeah. That's it, one each. Yeah, and we sent the other Terminator to infiltrate network solutions and allow it to become Cyberdyne so that Skynet doesn't get unmade. That's cool. For I like the us. fact that they said no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's cool. See, Ben's on my team because I was like, oh, neat. So they can preserve themselves. The idea is that they're like yeah. they're actively. Yeah, but they should have already been erased by the time they figured they, out that when, that was happening. Yeah, but when you think about it, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. But like, I like the idea that the Terminators are like these humans keep screwing up our time travel plans and they're going off book by blowing up our factories. We need to have a guy on the inside who's gonna keep us from not dying. And the T-1000 is the perfect infiltrator. Yeah, because it can become anybody and it can't be killed unless you throw it into a steel mill. So, but you then know. even not, apparently. Yeah, well, no, you could kill it, yeah. yeah. It dies, it's just... It's funny, oh, it's, oh, I'm sorry, we're talking the about new the new T-1000. Yeah, yeah, the I'm new sorry. one. No, it's just incidental that the new T-1000 is at the same place the old T-1000 died. Yeah, oh, I was yeah. like, you gotta get out of there, man. <laughs> So she dies and replaces Karen to infiltrate Network Solutions and make it become Cyberdyne. Okay. So it's like maybe the Terminator, who, when he was telling the gang about the history of Skynet, didn't have that period when Cyberdyne got blown up but then totally recovered in seemingly record time. <laughs> you know? Like, Cy like, it was always supposed to be infiltrated by a T-1000 and Cyberdyne was always going to be just a renamed shell company called Network Solutions. You know? preserving the whole like there is no stopping what's right, coming right which is in fact supported by the future war sequel series or companion series to this right well that's more terminator one where everything that is connected yeah yeah in order for there to be terminators or anyone to come back from the future that future has to happen exactly but I did like the idea, okay, so we are talking about time travel now. Yeah. Well. I like the idea, because like, you know, there's, there's Back to the Future time travel, there's a now Avengers Endgame time travel. But, uh. like, uh, but the Terminator time travel I liked a lot, where if you are separated from your original timeline, you can affect the future 
all you want without Marty McFly disappearing because of course. Like because you're a physical entity and in there's that no time and it's not magic. It's like supposed to be hard science fiction in terms of science fiction. Ethan notwithstanding. Because <laughs> Ethan's like, time travel needs to be magic in order to be possible because it's completely impossible. Or it could actually be like Terminator 1. Terminator 1 That's is consistent well, and, I like and works, time but travel. nothing can change. That's the part well, no, that I like makes the idea it that you can possible. change because it's like... No, but if you... it can change, then it's no longer... Well, it's, it's, then it's a paradox. It only works if, I think, there are no more time travelers. Like, we sent Kyle back. Kyle can change things and he can't get unmade because he's not part of that timeline anymore. But Kyle he's doesn't here make sense. Now. Then Kyle's an anomaly futures. because Kyle can't be sent back unless John already no, is because, there creating yeah, the future. But he came from a different future that doesn't exist anymore. It is that Kyle went back and now he's here. So it's like Kyle was born here, but he's not physically part of that timeline anymore. So he can affect it all he wants to. And yes, he can change himself from being sent back in time because that already happened. It's like things that happen can't be unmade, but you yeah, can... But, but he always so, has so to like, gone back in time when, in order when, for John to be, have been well, born yes. in the first place. Yeah. When, when he comes back in time, it's like it's like the timeline forks at that point. Exactly. Yes. So Except that, it, that, it, no. But it also really... But, but it, it can't for because me, it John only exists in the future because his father already came back right, in that, time. Yes, that's also problematic. So then you have to ask where John, in his future, in the future where Kyle <laughs> Reese comes back, where, where did John from? come from? From yeah, he had to. It has to be a closed loop that that reattaches itself like, to the original timeline. It doesn't have to be temporal causality loop. <laughs> it doesn't yes. have to be. It could actually be the fact that John Connor was born. He was always Sarah to Connor's who? son. Someone else. Someone else. Someone some, else. Yeah. Some someone else. It could be. Well, no, because he'd like look Anakin different. Skywalker. Yeah, he'd be a different fucking person. Yeah, yeah, he would be different. But we only see John from the future. Yeah, we don't from see Kyle. Yeah, we don't see John in the future of T one. So maybe he wasn't really uh, Sarah Connor's son? Right. No, he was Sarah Connor's well, son, but he wasn't Kyle Reese's son. He Reese's wasn't Kyle son. Reese's father. He yeah. was a different... Uh, essentially, Kyle Reese, or like, John Connor sends Kyle Reese back to save his mother and inver inadvertently like creates a different version of himself. Right, where this guy's his dad. Like, John Connor is inevitable. And no matter who <laughs> stoops Sarah on this... <laughs> then it's magic. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Yeah, but well, then people aren't inevitable. Well, that's, that's fate. True. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, but they also the, also killer robots preserve their own existence. So yeah, there's fate. Like, <laughs> I but I like the idea of it being like you don't Marty McFly yourself out of existence. Mm -hmm. Where it's like it's 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 more gritty and tangible. Like, John, Kyle's here. He can't go forward or back. He's here now, and that's that. Because can, we don't have time travel. Yeah, they had time travel. Right. I kind of like the Back to the Future model because there's consequences. Well, there are, yes. No. Yeah, with Kyle, he can kill him, his own parents, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, yeah that, that, that seems ridiculous to me. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I think I'm with Ethan on that. I think right. Back to the Future is more narratively satisfying. It also doesn't work. Certainly. Uh, uh, at all. Because it would change immediately. Yeah, why did they just, why why there it a take them like days to disappear and the family disappears one at a time? Well, I mean, obviously the there's, there, there's a wave of time. Yeah, that some yeah. kind of. And, and that yeah. travels at a wave? Like the wave in the in the ocean of space. Well, you know, like time is a wave. You get me, bed. Thank you. I want to go surfing on this wave. Yes. Yeah. Time surfing. Time surfers. <laughs> Time surfers. <laughs> Copyright, trademark, comic pop. We own that. No. Uh, time travels at a, at a rate like light. You know, like yeah. light has a speed. Time has a speed, and it's slower than light, and it takes a while to catch up to you. More back to the future time stuff. It also works on probabilities, right? Because yeah. Marty starts to disappear, the more it becomes a certain certain that 
uh, they're not going to get together. And are getting together, right? Yeah. And so at first it's not clear, but then well, because yeah, because they get together based on kind of like forced circumstances. Well, narratively speaking, the reason why Marty starts to disappear is because they get together, but it's from a situation where Marty has to maintain the timeline. Marty's arranged all of that inadvertently, they're, they're, right. they're, you know, though it may be. But when George asserts himself, now he's the man Lorraine will fall in love with. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he already asserted himself yeah, he insert, when yeah, he, he punches Biff. Right, but that's a circumstance that was created by Marty. Like, Marty has to keep showing up and giving them reasons to be together. When George proves that he learned the lesson from Marty, now he will be the man that he should be, and their their union is inevitable. Like, it has to be that way. That's that's why it's like, it, it basically it's reinforcing the lesson. Because otherwise yeah. it's just like, it, it, it removes doubt from the audience's mind about the legitimacy of their relationship. Mm -hmm. Although it does seem a little weird when you're first watching it and you're like, why is this aggressive ginger like <laughs> maniacally dancing with Lorraine? Like, yeah, what is this? they didn't set that up at all. Yeah. It just comes out of nowhere. What would be funnier is if like, you know, George like aggressive, he's like, excuse me, push. And then he's like, who else wants some? And he just gets really nuts and just starts like wailing on people for no reason. He becomes the new Biff. What? <laughs> Oh, good. That's what we want. All right. Because Biff is inevitable. <laughs> Sarah and John track down Dyson's family, who are stuck in this hotel that is being guarded by Network Solutions and the Feds. Uh -huh. They keep saying Feds, and I don't know where these Feds are coming from. Doesn't matter. Which but, agency do they belong to? Uh, the, the secret one. Ah, the Feds. So, yeah, the federal one. So uh, they 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 park. They wait until like really early in the morning. They see that like the car outside that's supposed to be like watching them and protecting the front door. The guy in the front seat is asleep. John makes fun of him. <laughs> he goes into the lobby and at that moment, clandestinely, Dyson's widow and her two children are escaping the feds and they bump into each other. Oh. And the feds chase after them, including Spassky. And he's like, are you shitting me? Also, John Connor's here. Like, we gotta get all these people. Which means Sarah's here. Yeah, so Sarah pulls the car around, smashes into the car that the feds are trying to get into. And then everyone piles in. So Miles' wife and the two kids and John with Sarah and they pull off. Okay. Of course, Mossberg and Weatherby are tipped off about this because they're monitoring this whole thing because they know the feds are up to no good. Mm -hmm. And so they chase after them too. This also catches on the police band. And so one of the T-800s that uh. is chasing after them is also chasing after them. Yeah. And so it becomes a high-speed car chase, which is totally Four awesome. Four different sides. Uh, yes. Sweet. Uh, Weatherby parks his car across an alley that Sarah's trying to escape from. He has his badge out. He's like, stop. I I'm in. Right. I'm, I'm down with the premise. You got to listen to me. Sarah's like, I don't believe you. You're just saying that so that I'll come with you and then go to jail. And he's like, no, Terminators, killer robots. I'm with you. I found the arm. Like, it's totally true. And she, he's like, what can I do to make you believe me? And then a Terminator murders him with a gun. Oh. Just come, like, no! Someone <laughs> in the police department! This was legitimacy! Yeah. yeah. Weatherby is gunned down. The Terminator busts out. Mossberg, who is like tentatively on board, uh -huh. is pinned down. If only he got shot with a Mossberg. <laughs> which is a type of shotgun. That's probably why his name is Mossberg. Because it's cool. <laughs> so Sarah starts shooting it. And she, her internal is just like yours. Where she's like, nope. Not going to make it. Yeah. I... No. There's another Terminator. We don't have one on our side. I don't have a Tyrese I don't have a million either. guns. Yeah, right. I, I, I protected a kid. Right, and two other kids and a distraught yeah. widow. Like, I'm done. I might as well just shoot myself. 
So uh, the, she's she's pinned down. She's shooting at it. She's trying to get Mossberg to get involved. He like disappears, oh. and uh, and she's like, "Great, well we're dead." And then Mossberg shows up with another car, smashes into the Terminator, pins it between two cars. Nice. And he's like, "Come on, let's go." Does he say, "Come with me if you want to live"? He does not. No one oh. says it. Totally missed ball. Totally Damn drop it. ball. Damn it. <laughs> Doesn't Just say. Just like that. Just like that. <laughs> Shit. Just like you dropped the ball. Yeah. For failing to say drop the ball. <laughs> So Mossberg and the gang get into the car, they drive away, the Terminator's like pinned, he gets out, cops go to his aid, he kills them, <laughs> takes their cop car, chases after them, uh, and basically Sarah lures it into a construction site. Okay. Where, uh, it's great, because the fake Karen goes to Network Solutions to you know infiltrate and preserve Skynet uh, when she gets a call from Spassky, who's like, yo, we have a live one. Like, we finally have one. We know there's a living Terminator. We gotta go get it. Come mm -hmm. on. She's like, I'm on my way. <laughs> All right. So, Sarah and Mossberg essentially beat the T-800 the, the, the that's chasing them. Uh, Mossberg distracts it while Another Sarah... Another construction scene? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's gotta be it's something big. with yeah. powerful machines. Yeah, it has to be like proto-machines versus advanced machines. Something with hydraulics or yeah. molten metal. So, Sarah busts out a forklift and basically skewers it with the forklift, and uh, and, ah. and it dies. Uh, this is something that Ben could do because he is also forklift certified. Uh, but would not because that is an unsafe way to drive a forklift. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a mitigating circumstance, Ben. Right. Okay, so fair enough. She kills the Terminator by skewering it with a forklift. We all know it's not going to take. It's not going to keep. No, it does. Like that shouldn't work. Nope, okay. but it does because we have three Terminators to deal with. Because <laughs> he already yep. overshot. Yeah. And it's like, oh Ugh. shit. It's not going to reroute power? No. No, it should. Oh, she like destroyed both of its power centers. I guess. It's a bigger they, blade it is, than the don't, one. Don't they know better? They should have like, taken the CPU out of the head and smashed it. Well, they uh -huh. just she just killed it. So well, they and so she kills it. The lights go out in its eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... Plus, they, maybe that's a trap. Well, no, so John's I'm like... shut off my eyes so you get close. Yeah, that's what I would do if I were Terminator. So yeah. John's like, we gotta take out the CPU. So he pops open the thing. See? John's doing it. See? He yeah, pulls right. out the CPU. See, uh, just like John Connor. Yeah. Miles' son, Danny, goes, where'd you learn that trick? He goes, my uncle showed me. The deleted scene from the script. Clearly, Abnett's using the script, which, you know, is funny because if you're reading this from a, as a fan from the movie, you don't even know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> but... Yeah, it's Uncle Bob. It's Uncle yeah. Bob, exactly. So they take the, the, the CPU. They're like, we can't take the whole thing. This thing weighs like a ton. Yeah. So we'll just take the CPU. All right. So they leave the, the husk and they bail. Uh, Karen gets a call from Spassky, who gets on the scene. They've bagged the Terminator body and they're like, we're taking it back to the lab. It's not alive anymore, but it's the most complete unit we've found. Right. So let's go. So they bring that and. Uh, Mossberg and the Dyson Widow and Sarah and John like hole up in a hotel to kind of like get their bearings. They give Mossberg the quick and dirty about John's future. You know, he's the leader of the human resistance. <laughs> we thought like that killing Dyson would save the world and it didn't, which of course really upsets <laughs> Mrs. Dyson. Yep. <laughs> who's like, so my husband died for nothing. And they're like, I mean, well, no, no, he I, sacrificed himself. Yeah. And also like, I think we may have delayed it like at least a couple of months. <laughs> So now we don't have a precise date for when Judgment Day. Yeah, so now we have no idea what's going to happen. But don't, don't worry. If it's a few months, instead of it blowing up in the summer, it'll blow up in the late fall, early winter. And who doesn't want to die then? Yeah, you get to at least see the way the leaves change. So 
Sarah's so like, the one advantage you had was that you knew exactly what was going to happen, and now that's over. Right. Which is <laughs> my problem with ever changing the future if you're going to keep doing Terminator sequels. Yeah. Because now I don't have a plan. Yeah. Which is what Sarah's kind of saying at the end of the second movie anyway. Sarah's like, okay, blowing up Cyberdyne wasn't enough. I need to know what they know so that I can make a better plan because the plan was hide, but my plan for the last two movies has been kill Cyberdyne, kill Skynet, save the world. I, I still want to do that. So, Mossberg, your job now, <laughs> your life is over, so you're going to have to watch my son and the Dyson children and like family to and take them to the mountains where I was going to go and I'm going to go do like kind of a, a Hail Mary play with Network Solutions and see if I can get to the bottom of it and hopefully either blow them up or convince them not to make Skynet. Because uh -huh. there's a lot of evidence now. Right. There's three movies worth of evidence now of Terminators and the Dark Future. They're not making these things for selling pizza to children. Could, could you just not? Uh, look uh, at it. It looks yeah. evil. Come on. Please no. Look yeah. at how many people have died. They're not friendly. Yeah. This but is... think how much money we'll make. But I'll be dead by then. It's 2029, man. <laughs> we're closer to that future than they were. Yeah. Well, plus the nuclear apocalypse happens way before that. Yeah, that's <laughs> Which is only a year yeah, away. I'll probably make it. Yeah, I'll, I'm rich. I got enough money. The Network Solutions people are like checking out the, the, the Terminator body. They can't find the CPU. They're like, how do they know to check the CPU? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, Karen calls the other T-800 on her cell phone. Right. And basically tells them like, we got a new plan. The plan was preserve Cyberdyne, lay low. Like... We got the one Terminator to kill them. We had the other Terminator as like a redundancy, kill them or protect me. And the T-1000 infiltrate Network Solutions Preserve Skynet. But now we know that like this is a problem. I have a big problem <laughs> with the fact that you had a T-1000 which mm -hmm. can shape into anything. Yes. And two Terminators. Yes. One was like a bookish guy and one was a trucker. Yeah. And then... <laughs> One of them goes off the rails, yeah, the, the, and the other one's like, all right, I have to be a biker now, because that's what the movies have dictated. <laughs> yes. I must, I must put on my Terminator uniform. I must always uniform. look like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Which involves sunglasses, a leather jacket, and a motorcycle. Yep. Otherwise, the reader won't Listen, know that I'm a Terminator. If you signed up for Terminator, you're signing up for a few things. One of which is already absent from the book, which is a character saying, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> Another one's time travel, and the third one is... I'll be back. Well, well I'll be back... Okay, so fourth, fourth one is four things. a killer robot that dresses like a leather-obsessed biker. Yeah. Yeah. You need those things. You need them. Indeed. They gotta be in there. Yeah, the holy okay. quadrilogy. All right. My question's been answered. I oh, what was it? It doesn't matter. No, 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 no. I had this vision, right, when you said, oh, well, the T-1000 called the T-800, and I see the picture of the T-800 on the phone? T with the phone, I'm like, did she just, like, dial them direct? Did they get, like, phone numbers in their... Oh, oh but yeah. They she, also had cell phones. No, it wasn't so like, yeah, it, he doesn't have Wi Fi. In yeah, there. I'm like, uh, how does that work? Then why did she amazing. just use her Wi Fi be, brain to contact their see, Wi Fi now, brain? That's what they should do. I wi Fi know. didn't exist in 1992. Nor did Bluetooth. This is 96. But this is I can guarantee you in the next one it's going to. Oh my god. I Yeah. They're going to communicate wirelessly. You'll have the Terminator. But, but I mean. Wait, but, but, but cellular communications exist. Right? Yeah, that's true. They that's true. Little... Yeah. Cell antennas in their brain. Yeah, do you know oh, how much no, that would it, cost? It comes up. <laughs> it's the future. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. The price comes down every year. They're from what year? Like 2029. 2029. It's got to be like pennies. No, I'm not talking about the cost of the the uh, hardware. It's the cost. The cost. The plan. 
Yeah, they'd have to a sign giant on family life <laughs> <laughs> You can't afford this. Just to the down. Down. <laughs> so Sarah just walks into Network Solutions. Uh-huh. And she's like, hi, I'm Sarah Connor. I'm here to speak to the CEO. <laughs> and the, the a hilarious sequence ensues in which the 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 portly security guard desk guy is like, humana, 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 what? Uh, well, I guess take a seat. And then Spassky comes down with like a, a cadre of dudes with guns and he's like, get the hell down on the ground, Connor! I'm gonna shoot your freaking face off! You And she's like, I'm here to appeal to your sense of humanity, which is of course ironic because <laughs> Karen ain't human. Yeah. They essentially entertain her and they take her to a conference room and they talk to her because like, Remember, they also wanted her in the first place to get the information about what she knows and right. hopefully use it to make money or whatever. Karen's, of course, playing a longer game. Well, yeah, Karen, she's a real Terminator. Yeah. Uh, I so, don't understand why Karen doesn't kill Sarah immediately. And everyone else in the building. Well, because she needs the company to continue on the path it's on. Yes. So if she like murders everybody, that might screw that up. Doesn't yeah. have to be everybody. She just kills the well, witnesses that are right if there. If she kills. <laughs> If she kills Sarah Connor right now in front of everybody, that blows her cover. Also, yeah, only then to like, the people who are currently alive in that room. Right, who will no the, longer be alive. But that's soon. what I'm saying. If she kills that whole, there's also no Patsy. There. If she kills everyone yeah. in there, then she has to like morph into Sarah Connor and then get arrested and then escape and then get back into being Karen. Like, yeah. she, there's no Patsy. There's a room full of bodies and blood, and Karen's there. Like, I don't know what happened. They all just exploded. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have a cover story if you want your company yeah. to continue yes. long enough to cause the apocalypse. Yes. So uh, Mossberg stops for, you know, food and the comic books and pens and stuff and pens? unfiltered. Yeah. Well, he ma- he makes a point of saying pens. It's f- he's like kids like to draw, right? He's asking the clerk. Oh. You know, he's like, I gotta get yeah some- with pens. Well, give me like give me pens, give me like paper and comic books and and, and a pack of unfiltered cigarettes and. <laughs> The guy's like, oh, you're traveling with kids, huh? He's like, oh, uh, he's handle the whiskey. Yeah, he's like, the comics gave it away. He's like, no, man, the unfiltered cigarettes. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. uh, John is ragging on Mossberg to the kids. He's like, what a badge, what a loser. This guy sucks. Don't forget, John Connor is like the authority. Mm-hmm. And now they're working with this cop. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's like, what a, what a dork. And uh, Danny and his, do- and his sister are kind of like, I don't know, I think he's nice. You know, whatever. Um, Mossberg left with Danny, the sister, and John. Dyson's widow's not here. Okay. She's going to meet she with go? them later. She's part of Sarah's plan. Oh. So, essentially, uh, Mossberg shows up. He gives the kid, you know, there's a moment of tension. The kids are sad. You know, whatever. Their dad's dead and everything. So, uh, <laughs> Mossberg shows up and he goes, okay, so I got you some kid stuff here. Comic books, uh, candy, pens. And John goes, oh, thank God he brought us pens. <laughs> and Mossberg goes, what do you know? I did something right. And it's like... <laughs> like that's that's Yay. that's legit. That's great. That's yeah. fun. So Sarah has like a little meeting. Everybody's got coffee. She's talking to Spassky and, and and Karen and the security guard. She's basically gives them the short version about like Skynet, the the war, her her future da- baby daddy, like everything. And Spassky's like, you expect us to believe that crap? Like screw you. You're an idiot. And blah blah blah. Like he's an idiot. Yeah. And yeah. And Karen's like, please, please, Mister. He does have a point. Like, why should we even listen to you? Like, why should we entertain your demands of, like, we have you. shutting down our company and letting you leave? And she's like, well, I'll tell you why. Because I have Dyson's widow on the phone right now. And she calls her up using their phone. Mm. And Dyson's widow's on a payphone, And she says that uh, Dyson's widow is in Mexico. And she has dossiers on all of Dyson's research and everything. And they're be- going to be sent via phone, fax, internet, and postage to every, like, news outlet, paper... TV station and company like up the wazoo if you 
Screw me. It's mm. a it's a lie, right? There a are no total dossiers. lie, none whatsoever. It's <laughs> right. a total bluff. Right. And they're like, "Nice touch using the Dyson Widow." She's like, "Yeah, I thought so." Mm. And they're like, "All right, well." And Karen goes, "Well, Douglas is cooked. Might as well show you the factory." Come mm. on. So yeah, they, that's a little too easy. Yeah. yeah. So they go. Meanwhile, uh, Danny is sitting with John. He's he drew the Terminator skull because he's like playing with you know pens and paper. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well and, use uh, this pen. Might as well, dork. <laughs> so there, uh, Danny starts talking about Skynet and how like the CPU thing is really stuck in his head. And he's like, CPUs are basically the computer's brains, right? And brains can get sick, like a person, like a computer virus, oh, if you no. will. And John's like, so? And he's like, well, what if we designed a computer virus that like, because we have a fully functioning Terminator CPU right here. And if we fail, what if we were to hack it and install a computer virus that if the Terminator is brought into the collective could bring down Skynet? Okay. Oh, you can do that, Danny? <laughs> well, he knows that his dad talked about it. He's like, I'm a kid, but I, I could learn it eventually. I'm going to give it sure. a cold sneeze. <laughs> there. Gross. Get out of the car. So this is setting I'm up setting the up. future war because uh. in the companion series, we're leading up to it, and in fact, like Danny has been learning, and he has like the 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 term. They keep the Terminator skull mm-hmm. at the end of the story. Okay. Uh, they they kill the other T eight hundred, and they keep the skull. Sure. And so Danny right. is an essential member of the human resistance, and he and John work together to build a computer virus. And in fact, it's the virus that Danny invents that is what beats Skynet at the end of the real oh, war in twenty twenty nine. Interesting. And they phantom menace. They, they 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 basically they get the T eight hundred. They have to steal a working T eight hundred from the the battlefield that's yeah. functioning, knock it out, hack it, install their CPU, turn it back on, send it back out into the field. Yeah. And then when it joins the collective and reconnects everything, yeah. it then infects it and, and they then, all fall over. And they all turn the hell off like battle droids. <laughs> yeah. Three years before <laughs> battle droids. So that happens in that story. Okay. Okay. Uh, which I'm fine with. Like, but I like the idea because like, there's these two grunts that that find Danny's secret room. Yeah. And they assume he's working with Skynet because like he's got this Terminator skull. He's doing all his code. He's always like really cloak and dagger about it. Uh, that doesn't come into play. They both die. Uh, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. But basically, the other writer of that story uses the deleted scenes from the script that they never shot mm-hmm. of the future war. Terminator 2 is supposed to open with... Kyle and John and everybody beating Skynet and then finding the T-800 and, and they send him back. Mm-hmm. They send Kyle back and then they are about to get the Arnold Terminator and send him back to start the movie they're about to watch. Right, right. Like, so that was cool and they used that to set everything up. Well, I like the fact that it takes the premise from this. Yes. And puts it later on. Like, it's not that, like, we can do it in a week or two. Yeah. It's that no, he's it's, been working on it his entire life. Yes, he no, spends that, the that, That's cool. I really like that as a concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a companion series, so it's happening at the same time. So it's like, as you're reading them, you're like, oh, it's connected. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but that's another story. But it, I just told the whole thing. Like, right. And what right. happens in it? People die. Like, the idea is that it shows you, like, the war. Yeah. And so, like, you meet characters. They have personalities. They are killed by Terminator machines. The guys who are on like the secret covert mission to get the T-800 in with the rest of the T-800s, the, the, the Trojan T-800, they're killed by that T-800. Mm. Its mission is to do those things. Right. Like, and because they can't afford to be caught. Because right. if they're interrogated, 
it'll give up right. plan. It'll they'll lose. Yeah. So the T-800's job was to kill the people that was that were facilitating its capture. So it's like messed up and crazy. Yeah. In fact, one coward is captured by the T-800's and brought to Skynet, and he is they basically hacked and they kill him, and then they make a T a T-1000 that impersonates him and infiltrates the human resistance. So even though they win, there is still one Terminator left that's living with the humans. Oh my God. And so it sets up like this future that we never get to see. Uh-huh. Thank God, because yeah, that I sucks. I don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah no. thank you. So uh, Karen then shows in the bowels of Network Solutions all the Terminators that Skynet had been sending for years as tests what? For, the, for the actual, you know, opening night of the Terminator, you know, plan that they were testing the time displacement device and so they've been finding terminators all across the world and all across the country since like the mid-70s some of them some of them like teleported into a wall some of them are like melted or broke and like basically the whole idea of like you need to have have organic matter go through the time displacement like they don't know that so they just send like skeleton monsters and they just keep messing up or breaking or melting. Or, yeah. And, and then, like, the, the, the first models of Terminators had, like, rubber skin. That didn't work either. And mm. so they just kept sending Terminators. And, like, Network Solutions slash Cyberdyne were finding them and using them to further their research. It's why there were Terminators so fast. Huh. huh. Okay. Interesting. And so then Karen's I, like... Fo- uh, point of order. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> what... So they've been sending these back in time over time. Right. Yeah. Is, is it that their time thing, does it? do they not have the not accuracy precise. to send it back to a particular date? Right. Because that's strange. Maybe right? they were well, testing it seems both. seems like you would want to target in when the original, you send the thing right. back to. In the original movie, they say that they didn't know the specific data about like who Sarah Connor was and where. They knew like the general location, so they could send it to locations. But maybe that was trial and error, and it only got there eventually. It could be they were like, we know it's in America. Or we know it's in the city. Let's hope it works. I mean, it's a time machine, not a geography time machine. <laughs> so, like, maybe they needed to recalibrate it. It could be that, like, I mean, it's a good... I like the idea that a machine would think we need to test it. We can't just, like, send both Terminators and hope they land in Los Angeles at these dates, you know? So Yeah, it's possible yeah. that they sent... What they were experimenting with, like, the ability to put a thing through time and right. also where and when to put it. Maybe yeah. they well, need to calibrate the machine yeah. Yeah, yeah, or something. It's but also it, cool that they have the idea that, like, maybe Sarah Connor is only really findable once she's in the phone book. But right. they know that, like, at that point she has to be at least in her late teens, early 20s. Right, so at So that they're just point, like, all right, so she was probably born in, like, the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, so, so we just keep sending them, hoping yeah. that they find them. I'm willing to bet that they just, the time was accurate. They're like, well, just send it throughout her life. Right, we'll throughout her lifetime. It. But they send it without the uh, ability to coat, to coat it in flesh. Yeah. And it messes up, like, where it lands or right. how it can land and, like, screws up well, the were machines these themselves. functional when they appeared? Well, some funny. of them are functional. <laughs> some of them weren't. We don't know. She, oh, it's, it's literally it's two lines of dialogue. Yeah, so it could be anything. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. says in two decades we found 27 of these. What? That's a lot. That is a lot. But they do mention that the Chinese have one, and the French also might have one too. So like, maybe it was, the first test there was like, it went back. 
it ended up in China, but it's but we know we got time travel down. Right. Now we're gonna get the location down. Yeah. I okay. mean, I like the idea that time travel wasn't a precise science, and they didn't get it right in the first shot. Right. Right. But you know, so that's the idea. Okay. So she's like, "You gotta stop! You gotta stop doing this right now! You gotta throw it up! You gotta burn! It. We gotta! Oh, Jesus Christ! We gotta blow up the whole fucking building! I got a lot more shit I gotta blow up yeah. now." She's like, "These things are heralds of destruction! Like, it's, we gotta stop! I need so and many barrels!" Spassky's like, "Oh my God! This woman will shut up!" And Karen's like, "Why don't you go outside and cool off for a minute?" Huh. So he does, and she goes, "So anyway, I have to kill you now." Yeah. And then she morphs into Sarah Connor. She's like, "Oh shit! Oh, God damn it!" <laughs> so then Sarah basically. Barely runs away from the Karen T-1000, who then, of course, turns back into Karen, but yeah. is, like, making blades and shit. She opens up the door. Spassky's there. She's like, what are you doing? He's like, Spassky, shoot it. Empty your clip into it. So he's like, ah, and then just dies. Yeah. She knew he was, that, that yeah, Karen was going to kill Spassky. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, shoot it. That'll work. Yeah, just shoot it. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know, she grabs a couple of, like, agents, Uzis, and empties the clips into the T-1000. She's yeah. like, this is not gonna work. Nope. So she busts into like an experimental lab area of this facility. Okay. And this is like, chemicals messed it up when I killed it the last time. Let's just try all the chemicals I could grab. She starts throwing shit at it. And eventually the one of them- Chemicals didn't mess it up. Yeah. Look no. nitrogen Like, did. exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's cold. Well, yeah. she was like, she says in her monologue like, Extreme cold and heat can kill yes. it. That's okay. all I know. Yeah. So maybe one of these things can do we'll that. We'll do that. Yeah. So she throws, and one of the beakers like freezes it in one particular spot. Okay. Like, okay, that was N7B slash six. Let's see if there's more of this. So she goes into the back room and like corners herself, finds a big old case of it, and like points it at her. You know, Karen slashes it, it empties out onto it, and it like freezes slash melts to death. She frees it, it starts to freak out, it grabs like the wall of chemicals. Yeah. All these and chemicals. dump on it. And those and chemicals one of are, them messes it up. Well, not only that, but like, well, it's frozen and the chemicals are like hurting it, but also they're mixing together and becoming like volatile and starts to blow up the building. Okay. Yay. Oh, how convenient. Yeah, exactly. Yay. So the building blows up and she escapes. While that was happening, Mossberg and the team get attacked by the T-800 on the motorcycle. Yeah. And just starts opening fire on them. Mossberg like slams it into a wall, like onto the wall of like a mountain that they're driving to, mm -hmm. uh, and crashes the car, so they're screwed. Like everyone's kind of like in wreckage. Yeah. T-800's Arnold skin gets melted off, of course, because it was fire oh, and whatnot. Sweet, it yeah. comes out of the flaming wreckage as the skeleton. Yeah, like in the awesome. first We movie. haven't seen that, that before. before. <laughs> so Mossberg is like practically unconscious. John is running away from the T-800 because that's the job. Yeah, just don't let it get you. you just, yeah. just kill it. And uh, so Mossberg sees the arsenal that T-800 was traveling with. Uh -huh. And he's like, okay, all right. He's like bleeding. He's like, oh, shit. Okay, well, we got some we got some goodies right here. So John's running. He's like, come on, Badge. I'm the future. You got to let me not die. Let's go. Uh, Mossberg, of course, like is up on a ridge, and he's got this bazooka that the T-800 grabbed. And he's like, okie dokie. <laughs> Hello! So then fire. Mossberg kills John with a bazooka. Right. No, he, said, he tells John to move, and uh, he blows up the, the T-800. Oh. John has also respect. Also goes a bazooka? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Only we knew it was that easy hole. I mean, bazookas are hard to come by, all yeah, right? Yeah, all right. So he blows up the T-800. I mean, they took a stick of, like, homemade dynamite. And it blew up at least blew, like, it. it apart. Yeah. yeah. So they kill the T-800. Um, Mossberg earns John's respect. Mm. Uh, everybody like meets up and goes to the mountains. And John explains to Sarah Danny's computer virus idea and says like, "This might be the future. Like we'll figure it out." 
and they kept the severed head of the T-800 they beat, so they can hopefully work on it in the future. And, you know, Sarah basically says, like, I now know that there's nothing I can do. Right, because there's so many of these Terminators yeah. around the world. And that there are I other people. I can't go people. to China and blow up the one they have. There's nothing we can do. The only thing we can do is just like preserve the future. At least we so know. So just keep John safe. Yeah, yeah. At least we know we do eventually make it. Right. It may be at the expense of three billion deaths, but we as a species will make it. Right. And so. And I guess that's good enough or whatever. Yup. <laughs> And the maybe, other, it'll have to do. Maybe right. the answer should be instead of uh, trying to defeat Cyberdyne, maybe it's dearming the nuclear threat. Yeah. Why yeah. don't we get rid of nukes? Uh, that's that's also a impossible. harder to do. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, uh. So then in the Nuclear Twilight companion series, they show you the fallout of this story and also, like, the end of the, you know, of the, of the war. Right. Right. And the beginning of the new war, which... Screw you! I don't. There's a new that. war. Well, you know, the idea well, that like they the the they didn't kill them all. One of them infiltrated the, the, right. the team, and then so. it's the nuclear war, and then that's the start of the human machine war. Right. Well, yeah. no, I'm talking about the just the fact oh, that like it never ends. It never ends. Right. Because, yeah, but there's only one left at that point, right? Yeah. So it's like, but it's a T1000. <laughs> so, well, they just killed one. Yeah. I so they hard. should be able to. And they have plasma rifles. It took like in the two future. pages. Yeah. That's true. It was pretty easy back then. So, uh, from now on, we just have to get a blood sample from everyone. Yes. Yeah, I guess. That, yeah. That works so blood, well blood, blood, liquid. Yep. <gasps> oh, it's like Deep Space Nine when the changelings were uh, infiltrating. Or the, the thing. Oh, like that too. Yeah. <laughs> that was also a war, which is what this is. All right. The thing is a different scenario. It's true. No, but like it's they test testing. people's blood. Yeah. yeah. He was referring to the thing. Yeah. Anyway, Terminator 2 Cybernetic Dawn is, for me, the proper sequel to Terminator, except there's no effing way that it works because of the extra Terminators. Like, yes. as far as my understanding went, the Terminators sent two Terminators, and that was their Hail Mary play. They were like, send out the other one. Oh, shit, and I guess the prototype. Like, and that's as much as we can really allow for in that one shot. In the T1, T2 franchise. I mean, you could have had... The, it could be that, like, actually, they sent three. We only knew about the two. No, they sent five. But <laughs> because but there yeah. were three in one shot. Well, and the, and the problem is the, the additional ones were sent after knowing what happened to the first two. How would they know? And they should have failed after, after the second one was... Well, after sent. the events of the second movie... They shouldn't exist anymore right. to send back three more to stop that from happening. Yes. But they did still have the arm. And that's the crazy thing. Well, for me, that the was thing. the thing. It's like yes. the arm, all they needed to do was have another CPU, and we're good to have the, the protagonist think they succeeded at the end, yeah, but, but actually it doesn't change anything. But then why do they need to send Terminators to make sure that the company oh, succeeds yeah, no. it already was going well, to? Well, because this was this was like four or five <laughs> issues and we needed to sell them. At like, you, you would know, only need to send the Terminator to still kill John Connor. Like, that should still be the mission. If you still oh, exist... That was the priority mission, by the way. Yeah, like, okay. The mission was, you know, we sent three Terminators. The one is for infiltration. But if John Connor's on the table, that overrides all priorities. So Karen abandons the preserve Skynet mission uh, to kill John because killing John is a more certainty than her going to shareholders meetings. I guess this so, is my problem. Yeah. If John Connor is the linchpin right. through all of this, John has to survive. Yeah. Then why is this new Oh, this this new dark movie, fate? Dark Fate? Why isn't he in it? Yeah. Why is John I guess we'll absent? find out. I mean like Is he in it? I thought he was in well, it. Well, it's it's I don't want to be spoiled about it. 
Terminator 2, Judgment Day, <laughs> Cyber Day I don't understand, like, the whole point of, like, T2 isn't the brand. Terminator's the brand. Why do you keep calling Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Terminator 2 is the movie that everyone remembers. Yeah. Listen. And likes. That, I mean, like, the fact because is. Because it's the Terminator and yeah. Terminator 2. Right. Yeah. Well, and Terminator 2, Judgment Day was when they were like, it was around the time when they were like, okay, children are watching this despite the warnings. Yep. Let's make action figures. Like yeah, I don't know if you guys remember, cool. but like they made uh, they made Terminator Two toys where you got the exoskeleton or the endoskeletons, oh, yeah. yeah, and then you put them into molds, and you got like play doh yes. that was flesh colored, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. and oh then put that God. in there and fold them over, and now you're like, oh, it's Arnold when he's and then naked, you could, like, and then he's like, boom, boom. Like, oh, I pulled a piece <laughs> off yeah. and he got exploded. I'm yep. Like, what? <laughs> children. Yeah, you could do it all the time. It was great. It was yep. super dope. Hey! This is, this is maybe the best page in the entire book. Other graphic novels from Box Tree. And it's blank. I think that the fact that more Terminators show up and they seem to get easier to dispatch with each iteration is maybe... That's it's a detriment. That's the worst yeah. part. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Even the one in T three is real hard to kill. Yeah, and like, why, but like, which why? is kind of the whole point. Like, if you go to the essence of what Terminator is, yes, it's the fear and terror of an unstoppable force. Yes, if it's right. easy to kill, you lose that entire thing. That's why Superman versus Terminator is so stupid. Yes, it obliterates the whole like premise of the threat. Not the premise, yeah. but it's the 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 atmosphere yeah. that makes it Terminator. Exactly. They kill one with a forklift. Yeah. <laughs> that could have easily been another yes. the, one, the other Terminator. They just get away from it. At, at that yeah. point like I'm sorry, you killed it with a forklift? Ooh. Yeah. Hey, Why didn't it die when you, you crashed into a wall in Terminator 1? Here, yeah. you got a, got a simple fix for this. They go to the construction site, they pour cement on it. Oh. And then it like, like it takes a while to bust out of the cement. Yep. Or uh, network solutions bust out the Terminator from the cement. Yeah. Doesn't but, that happen in that uh, no. Superman versus Terminator? Weren't they at a construction they site were, and John pours they, cement on yes. it? Yeah, that was in that. That did Oh happen. my god. Yeah. Oh. That's why I said like, oh, another construction site? That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the end of the of the climax, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I think it's a decent six, like succession to it's, the story. In my opinion, it's better than three. It's certainly better than three. Um, I think it's better than, I think it's certainly better than Genesis. Genesis I, which I Genesis. never saw. Don't, don't. But Salvation, Salvation, not terrible. Salvation isn't terrible until you like watch it again. Because like, <laughs> it's it, it's trying to do something, yeah. but it's also directed by Mick G, who did Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. <laughs> and so his subtlety is no longer there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Oh, the subtlety of, uh, of Charlie's Angels Full Throttle? Yeah. He just gives up. But, uh, <laughs> but I gotta say, like, Anton Yelkin, Kelvin Chekhov yeah. plays Kyle Reese. Excellent. Mm. Inspired casting. Christian Bale as John Connor sucks. Yeah, that's terrible good. choice. Yeah. Clearly, he just wanted to be that. Did you just think of him as a different character? Right. Who's not John Connor? But he has to be his integral to be <laughs> John. Plus, Sam Worthington of Avatar fame. Uh. Horrible. He was another. He's like the Jai Courtney of Sam Worthingtons, where it's like, <laughs> it's just, hey, I need an actor who will do anything, who looks like a guy, who does stuff, who has an accent. Uh, he's not terrible. Done. <laughs> Literally, uh, as I understand it, I think, uh, I'm not sure which incepted the other. Like, Sam Worthington is also an avatar. Yes. yes. And I think the idea was that they asked Cameron and he recommended Worthington because he worked with him there. Yeah. Or it was that they recommended him to Cameron because of the Terminator thing. Either right. way, one begat the other and allowed Worthington to have two very high-paying jobs yeah. in his career 
Which is now, of course, over. Uh, <laughs> no, he's in. He's gonna be in the new Avatar movies, right? I get. I guarantee you, they kill him within the first half hour. <laughs> because, then I'd be interested because it's gonna be about like their stupid kids. You, you know can't kill Jake be. Sully. <laughs> no, Jake Sully. <laughs> well, then he'll no, be. No, you must live. You know. Well, the funny thing is, he, they could put him in every Avatar sequel because now his brand is worth dick. I mean, you could just have That's the true. essence of Jake Sully like living in the tree. Well, you do know that <laughs> Sigourney they Weaver. They blew up a tree. Oh, there's more than one. Oh, no, they blew up that tree. Yeah, of course there's more than one. Well, the whole planet is networked or whatever. Okay, got it. They did kill the tree. There is another tree. You know where that tree is? Underwater. Oh, it's like the tree of life where there's one on top and one on the bottom? We haven't seen the undersea civilization in Avatar. He's doing it. No, he wants to, because he's obsessed with two things. (laughs) Sexy blue cats. And underwater. And being underwater. (laughs) Oh, man. So you know he's gonna combine those things. This, right. This is this is like the formula for Gungans. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Really. Yep. Gungas. Gungas. <laughs> Gungas. Gunga. Gunga. <laughs> Even George Lucas can't keep them straight. <laughs> I gotta tell you, you know they're gonna bring back Sigourney Weaver. They said that her personality's in the fucking tree. They're gonna <sighs> download her into a goddamn. I thought she was cat person. Tree. I thought that was the whole tragedy of the movie. That was the tragedy of the movie. We're, you know we're gonna make four more sequels. Right. And so. she agreed to it. So, yep. so sure order that's back right. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is Avatar without Sigourney Weaver? Right. We well, she's not in that trip. <laughs> oh. The, uh, uh, the, the file got the misdirected show. to a different tree while she was uploading. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's some, or like, yeah. Underwater yeah. tree. Maybe it's a sky tree. Maybe she got sent up into oh, the sky yeah. tree. Mm. What if the tree uh, three trees. bears fruit? Sky, land, and underwater. Yeah, what if the tree bears fruit and they're like pod people? Like, and it, oh, like and she like bloop. comes out. Yeah, and, fucking, and Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver, human Sigourney Weaver. She's like, bloop, and she's like, oh man. Or she's a cat person. Either it's way. She'll be a cat person. Probably a cat Sigourney Weaver. It's easier to direct because you don't have her to actually be, she doesn't be there. No, she's there, and they put the thing over. They put her. the thing over, or whatever. Yeah. I don't even. I don't know. I don't know. No, you can't have Sigourney Weaver come out of a pod because it's too alien-esque. No. Yeah. Oh no, but that's why you do it. It's evocative. It's an homage. Yeah. Or something. I'm James Cameron. I made Aliens. Why wouldn't Whoop. I do that? You could have a burst out of someone's stomach. <laughs> the reason she why. She burst out of a cat. Yeah. She burst out of a cat for stuff. She's not the bad guy. She's the villain. Oh no. She's a virus infecting the beautiful world of Pandora. Yeah. There you go. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> the guy. The reason Sigourney Weaver is in Avatar is because she was in Aliens, directed by James Cameron. Like, yes. So yeah, it's inexorable. The, the, the connection. He should just do an Avatar alien crossover. No! Aliens Don't put are my Xenomorphs in your stupid call it Avatar, Paradise Lost. The aliens are taking over the planet. You know planet. what? I would love that because the Xenomorphs would own. AVA? AVA. <laughs> no, no, no. The planet would fight back against them. Yeah, it's a that's fine. No, it would but destroy them all. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, no. Because the Xenomorphs would still destroy them. <laughs> Oh, that's all I want to see is a great wave of xenomorphs just, just destroying Pandora. Just, the planet. just like, like big, a great plague. Big blue cat-eared xenomorphs. Or, that's true, because yeah, they <laughs> yeah, have to they make, they take have on the shape or whatever the fuck. I would like the idea, actually, if you want to retcon that the alien franchise is in Pandora, they refer to like the great plague. And it's like, there was a time when there were aliens oh. on the planet and like they fought back and like, maybe. <laughs> that's why it's like a fractured planet. Yeah. Like one of the fragments is just like overrun with xenomorphs. Yeah, yeah, like we just, all we could do, we, you know, cause all life is sacred, but they're, they have no, they have no katra or whatever the fuck word they use for, you know, like it's, you know, whatever the hell. And, and so it's like, they're the soulless ones. They're the mind, you know, they're the mindless ones. They're these things that like, they, they, they exist, but they don't give, they don't make, they, they just take, you know, it's like. And all, and all we could do was like was 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 
we couldn't kill them, so we just we just we put them over there. Put them over there. We isolated a section. Yeah, of the planet. it's a, you make a prequel movie, Avatar, Fractured Planet. Yeah, and then just keep you know, no fucking what's his name? Does they did they kill the obvious Burke character? The guy who's obsessed with unobtainium, that stupid character. Yeah. Did they kill him? Does he die? Probably. He dies. Is he really? Uh, the he? military guy? No, I'm talking about the, 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 the corporate guy. I the think young the guy. corporate guy lives. I thought oh. he made it too. I think he just goes away. I, I think at the, the end, they're all, they'll get right. put in the ships leaves. and they have to leave. So I'm saying he comes back, he finds out about the, you know, he cracks open the, 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 oh, the xenomorphs. Oh, he sets the xenomorphs free. If I can't have unobtainium, no one can. <laughs> or he doesn't, he thinks it's going to be like a secret weapon. Oh, no, it's a secret stockpile of unobtainium. And he gets there and it's just xenomorphs. Oh, now I'm in. <laughs> now make, it's like Halo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and Halo works because they're never gonna make that movie. They're never gonna make that movie because they keep trying and then it keeps falling out from under them. So yeah, do that. Do that. Is that how we already works? got a Halo no, movie. Halo. You just get to play the movie. You're fighting with the the Covenant, yeah. and then like you break into this chamber, and you think it's gonna be something cool, and it's the flood. It was a containment chamber. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Out. No, then that that's a that's no. You do that because that's a proven method. That works. That's a mm-hmm. that's a money making concept. So do that in the Avatar movies and put the Xenomorphs in there. Terminator 2 Cybernetic Dawn. Thanks a lot for watching, everybody. I put a link in the description, but I don't think you can get it. But I'll try to find it for you. But otherwise, you can get it. I don't know. It took it took me a long time to find this. Um, I bought it on Amazon uh, used, mm-hmm. obviously. It's not yeah. like this is in print. But for me, the the truest Terminator sequel, like so yeah, far, so far, so far. We'll, we'll see. see. This is the last time. <laughs> if this sucks, because uh-huh. I I didn't go see Genesis because I was done. Mm-hmm. But then they were like James Cameron's back, it's, it, and they're throwing away the other ones. I'm like. They threw away the other ones every time they made it. Like, there's, <laughs> Salvation does not refer to three. No. Genesis doesn't refer to Salvation. They're all reboots, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. And this is the last reboot I'm willing to stomach. Hey, thanks a lot for watching, everybody. We'll see you guys next time with another episode. Jason, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I, I think you said more on this episode than on the last one. Perhaps. Maybe. So it worked out. With the, yeah. the, the, you know, the, the well, Atari stuff. The Atari stuff. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. This time. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. More seasoned. Next yeah. time. Yeah. Who knows what book we'll do next time? You got any rec- you got any requests? Any other franchises you want us to talk about in the cache? Uh, no, I don't know. I was because uh... yeah, we didn't plan this. I mean, you're a Star Wars guy, so yeah. Star Wars would make the most sense. But yeah. we, we, we should do a Star a, Trek uh, guy too. Star Trek. Right? We, we could do a uh, Star Wars droids because some of those are really terrible. They're really bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We did we did Star Trek Green Lantern. You might have enjoyed that. Uh, that is in my queue to watch. Ooh, you know what you need, we need to do? Star Trek Planet of the Apes. That's the one. What? Okay. That's the uh, one. No, yes. That is the one. Oh, and dude. <laughs> because I am a huge planet. I know. Of the and fan. here's the deal. And here's a huge Star Trek. He, uh, but those two things together has got to suck. It, <laughs> no, I promise you, it's two great tastes that taste great together. It's chocolate and peanut butter. I'm, I'm telling you. I like chocolate and peanut butter. Who doesn't? Of course. That's why. That's the example everyone uses. Well. Stay tuned for next time in a couple of years when we do that. Thanks a lot for watching, everybody. I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. I'm Jason. So long.